Mark Zuckerberg told The New Yorker the news source he definitely follows is TechMeme. So listen to the Tech Meme Ride Home podcast, the podcast anyone who's anyone in Silicon Valley listens to every day. In just 15 to 20 minutes, you get a rundown of what happened in the world of tech with all the headlines, context, commentaries, and tweets from all the biggest players. New episodes every day at 5 p.m. Eastern. Search your favorite podcast app for Ride Home and subscribe to the Tech Meme Ride Home podcast. Tired of spending hundreds of dollars for prescription glasses? Zenni offers thousands of affordable eyewear styles, starting at just $6.95. No ridiculous markups, no hassles, just quality, affordable eyewear delivered right to you. Visit Zenni today at zenni.com slash CNN. Good evening. The world is watching. Those were the president's parting words today at a White House listening session to parents who lost children at Stoneman Douglas High in Parkland, Florida, at Sandy Hook Elementary, at Columbine, and elsewhere. He began the session by saying, I want to listen, then after I listen, we're going to get things done. Because, he said, the world is watching. Tonight, the conversation shifts to this arena not far from Parkland, where a CNN town hall hosted by Jake Tapper is about to take place. As you can see, thousands of local residents in attendance. Florida's two U.S. senators will be there. So will members of law enforcement, teachers and parents and community leaders And most of all, students will be there asking questions, standing up, as we've seen over the last few days, with poise and with power and with pain. Earlier today, students in Florida State Capitol marched, chanting, we want change. They chanted, we call BS. Shame on them. Vote them out. Just yesterday, Florida State House voted against considering a bill to ban assault-style rifles, the kind of weapon a killer used to take 17 lives last week. They didn't ban those rifles, but they did manage to pass a resolution against pornography, calling it a public health risk, especially for children and teens. There were demonstrations today also around the country, students walking out of schools in cities across Florida, Minnesota, and Colorado. Kids risking disciplinary action because they're tired of facing the prospect of sheltering in place, of ducking under desks, of losing friends. There was a funeral today in Parkland and a viewing, and they won't be the last. The pain is still raw. You could see it at the White House today. We're here because my daughter has no voice. She was murdered last week and she was taken from us. Shot nine times on the third floor. We, as a country, failed our children. This shouldn't happen. We go to the airport. I can't get on a plane with a a bottle of water, but we leave it. Some animal could walk into a school and shoot our children. It was Andrew Pollock who lost a daughter, Meadow. His sons lost a sister. He does not want to make this about firearms. It's not about gun laws right now. That's, That's another fight, another battle. Let's fix the schools, and then you guys can battle it out whatever you want. But we need our children safe. Mr. Pollack called for greater school security. Another parent spoke forcefully for arming teachers, and the president seemed to agree. However, Sam Zeif, one of Mido Pollack's classmates, reflected the views of many students who do not want the Second Amendment to be a license to kill. He was hunkered down during the rampage, texting his younger brother one floor up, texting his parents, saying he loved them for perhaps the last time. I turned 18 the day after. Woke up to the news that my best friend was gone. (laughs) And I don't understand why I could still go in a store 
and buy a weapon of war. I'm sitting with a mother that lost her son. It's still happening. In Australia, there was a shooting at a school in 1999. You know, after that, they took a lot of ideas. They put legislation together. And they stopped it. Can anyone here guess how many shootings there have been in the schools since then in Australia? Zero. We need to do something. And that's why we're here. We'll talk with some of the students and the mayor who were at that meeting in the White House in just a moment. But first, I want to talk to Carly Novell, a senior at Stoneman Douglas. She was in Tallahassee today, saw the protests there, met with lawmakers, and now clearly she's back in South Florida at our town hall. Carly, thanks for being with us. And in your meeting with lawmakers today, what did you and your fellow students express to them? We talked about our need for gun control and our need for change and how important it is to feel safe and to make sure everyone else is safe as well. Were you talking mostly to Democrats? Were you talking to Republicans as well? And did they seem responsive to the points that, that you all were raising? We spoke to one Democrat and one Republican, and both of them seemed well-received. The Republican was a little more moderate, and she kind of agreed with us on gun reform and how you shouldn't be able to get a gun at 18, and you shouldn't be able to get an AR-15 at 18, for sure. But I, I really wanted to have a discussion with people that didn't necessarily share the same views as us on gun control. Because, as you know, uh, it was overwhelmingly voted down yesterday, the idea that there could be a, a vote on, yeah. on a ban. You tweeted something last week that's gotten a lot of attention. And you wrote, in part, this is about guns and this is about all the people who had their life abruptly ended because of guns. That notion, getting that across to you, is important, that it's not just necessarily about mental health or, or background checks, that it is about guns. Yeah. Well, it is about mental health, but... The mental health is not the major part of it because these people are allowed to get guns and they're, they shouldn't be allowed to get guns with their severely mental illnesses, but they are. And, but the point is that they are shooting people with guns and they are killing people with guns and they wouldn't be able to do that if they didn't have guns. Carly, I understand that your grandfather actually survived a mass shooting in 1949 that he had to hide in a closet the same way that you did to stay alive. Did you ever expect that this would be something that the two of you would actually have in common? No, I, I always was worried everywhere I go. I'm more of a nervous person, and I, like, look around and see what could happen if, if something happen to occur but I never really imagined this to happen and I just think it's so surreal that he hid in the closet and I hid in a closet and I see how these are becoming these events are becoming generational and repetitive and it shouldn't happen like this and it shouldn't happen to two people in the same family for Carly, sure. Carly, uh, I appreciate you talking to us. Uh, I know there's uh, thousands of people who are gathered there. It's an extraordinary turnout for this CNN Town Hall. We appreciate you being there. Our broadcast of the Town Hall begins at the top of the next hour. Right now, Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel is about to speak to those assembled. So let's listen in. 
Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm only going to speak for a few minutes right now, and I'll be back on stage for a, a panel discussion in a little while. But can I ask all Stoneman Douglas students to please stand up? On behalf of law enforcement, the Broward Sheriff's Office, and the United States of America, I want to say a couple of things about you. You're articulate. You're intelligent. You will not quit. You've gone to Tallahassee. You go to Washington, D.C. We've had Columbine, we've had Sandy Hook, and now we have Stoneman Douglas High School, Parkland, Florida, where my very own triplets went to school. I walked through the crime scene 30 minutes after this horrific killer, this detestable coward, took away 17 of our family members. I'll never forget this, I'll never forget the vision. It's embedded in my head. And I walked out of that school. As I walked through, I said, I wonder if Brett or Blake or Blair could have sat there and went to this classroom. And I walked out. And as Ellie Weisel said, talking about the Holocaust, I said two words to myself. I said, never again. That being said, I'm an honest sheriff, and honesty means when you did it right, we talk about that, and when we were not successful, we talk about that with transparency. My generation, we did not get it done. You will get it done. America is watching you. America is watching. You have an audience. This country is focused on you. They're going to listen to you speak tonight. Special interest groups are going to talk. Elected officials are going to talk. But I, I represent a special interest group, too. They're called the Young Children of Broward County, and they're more important than anybody. If people won't stand for sensible gun control laws, if they won't allow us to spend more money on our, mental, on our mentally ill, but while a person is suffering from mental illness, and I'm not talking about for a week, I'm talking about for a year or two or three, my heart goes out to them. We want them to get better, but while they're fighting mental illness, they should not have a gun. 
We're with you. You're knocking on the door. You're banging on the door. There will be real change. This group of people, you're going to vote either this year or next year. You're going to become voters. And if elected officials want to run for office, but they won't make decisions to keep us safe, I don't know what's going to happen in the rest of the country, but they're not going to hold office in Broward County, Florida. God bless you all. Never, I know you'll never forget our three teachers and coaches. I know you'll never forget 14 beautiful, beautiful, beautiful children. Hammer the message home. Listen to what people say. You have a voice. Stay together. God bless you. God speed. And you will get it done. Thank you. County Sheriff Scott Israel telling students you will get it done. We're going to hear from the county school superintendent and Stoneman Douglas's principal shortly again. The town hall gets underway at the top of the hour. As you can see, there are thousands of residents, of kids, of teachers, law enforcement community, political leaders, community leaders all gathered there wanting to listen, to talk to try to figure out what to do. Joining us now, three people who spoke with the president this afternoon, Stoneman Douglas student Jonathan Bank and Julia Cordova, also Parkland uh, Mayor Christine Hunchofsky. Julia, you, you were the first person to speak to the president. I'm wondering just how did you feel that this, this listening session went? Did you feel like you were heard? Thank you, Mr. Cooper. Um, however, I did feel like this opportunity was more successful than I anticipated. Um, I felt that President uh, Trump was very sincere and diplomatic about his responses, uh, talking about during the discussion and after. So that was that. Jonathan, did you leave the White House feeling confident about what the future holds, listening and talking? I mean, obviously important. Do you, do you feel like there will actually be action taken by the president, by lawmakers? Yes, um, I do believe that action will be taken by the president and the government of the United States and that gun control will be in effect and changes near. Mayor, you, I think, were one of the first, if not the first, to bring up assault-style weapons directly with the president. Uh, there were some people in the room who said, look, this isn't about guns at this point. Do you believe additional restrictions on those types of guns are a linchpin in any meaningful solution? Um, I think there are many stages and many parts of the solution, and I think we can't just get hung up on one or the other. And any step toward a solution is a good step. Jonathan, do you, for you, is, you, you talked about gun control. Is that for you a, a key component uh, in any progress? I do believe that that is a key component, but another key component, I believe, is security on school. And I do believe that we need a lot more security on school with trained professionals that are able and are good at using their firearm to protect um, the students at school because school is a place to learn. Julia, how about for you? One of the things the president seemed responsive to was the idea of perhaps arming teachers or having others in the school uh, who would be trained and, and armed. Right. And so I understand the point of view of these people. However, I am not necessarily for the guns in the classroom. I know these were a bunch of ideas up in the air, and I know that none of this is for sure. It's all conversation. 
Um, I wish that we could talk about some of the more some more solutions uh, during the town hall. However, I am not necessarily for the guns in the classroom, but definitely more security on campus, definitely security cameras, definitely many more precautions to make sure that no incident like this will happen again. Thank Ju- you. Julie, is this something that you have always thought about? I mean, obviously you have grown up in a time when this, uh, this has always been in the headlines. Right. So actually, no. Um, I am the senior class president at Stoneman Douglas, and I have the most amazing school, uh, students and everything. Um, I've been busy planning prom, and that was a theme um, that I've been thinking about. And it's just crazy that I, myself, an 18-year-old, have had to shift my purpose and think about gun control and about the safety, the safety of my fellow students, the safety of myself, the safety of my nation. And I'm not just speaking for myself. I'm speaking on behalf of the victims. I'm speaking on behalf of the students who are haunted by their fears. And this is going to stop. And with, with all of Parkland and all of the nation, we will get this done. Jonathan, I've talked to, to a lot of students in the last couple of days from your school who say that they feel like this may change the trajectory of their life in terms of what they want to do, how involved they want to become in politics or, or community matters. I'm wondering, do you feel like this has had that kind of an impact on you? Um, I honestly do not, I do not think that this had such a political um, overtake on me. Um, I believe that uh, gun control and everything, it just needs to, everything just needs to change. And um, I think, put politics aside, um, students need to feel safe at school. This can never happen again. And it just, it can't happen again. Mayor, I just want to also ask you how people back in Parkland are, are doing. I mean, we're going to hear from many of the students tonight at, at 9 o'clock at this town hall, and it's amazing the turnout in the community. This is obviously still the beginning of a very long process. Yeah, it is. It's a very long process, and our community is still grieving. This is not something that's going to be going away anytime soon. The teachers are expected to go back later this week, and the students are expected to go back next week. And many of them, quite honestly, are terrified. So while we're talking about these bigger picture items, we also need to be talking about the things we can do to make the schools safer. And, um, you know, we're a great community. I've mentioned this several times to you before, Anderson, about how close-knit we are and family-oriented. And I'm hopeful that we'll get through this together. And these discussions that the students are having and that the communities having as a whole and the nation as a whole give me hope because people are now, I think, ready to make changes and have some solutions. Well, Jonathan and Julia and Mayor Hanchofsky, I appreciate your time uh, tonight. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. We're, we're going to continue to listen to the speakers as we wait for our town hall broadcast to begin. Later, one of the students who marched today and spoke at the protest in Tallahassee will talk to her as well. Tired of spending hundreds of dollars for prescription glasses? Our friends at Zenni Optical offer a huge variety of high-quality, stylish frames and state-of-the-art optics starting at just $6.95. You can get multiple frames with this great pricing for less than one pair elsewhere. Start building your eyewear wardrobe from the comfort of your own home at Zenni.com. With the latest trends in eyewear, available in hundreds of frame styles and materials, there isn't a better way to change it up for every season. Plus, Zenni offers prescription sunglasses at incredible prices. Visit Zenny today at zenny.com slash CNN. That's Z-E-N-N-I dot com slash CNN.
You're looking at the site of tonight's CNN Town Hall stand-up. The students of Stoneman Douglas demand action. The broadcast actually begins at 9 Eastern time, but uh, there's a number of speakers we want you to hear before that. Taking the stage right now is Robert uh, Runsey, who's the Broward County School Bob Superintendent. Runsey. Good evening. Let me first say that I am so proud, I am so inspired by our students. I'm so proud of your intelligence, your courage, your resilience. It's an honor to be your superintendent, serving what I consider the greatest students in America in the finest school district in America. Give yourselves a round of applause. And I'm here tonight with what I consider the most dynamic school board in America. Our school board members have been fighting day and night for our kids, and I'd like them to stand up, please, and be recognized. Please give them a hand. It was one week ago, ironically, on Valentine's Day that the heart of Broward County was broken by the horrific shooting that took place at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. That day, we witnessed, we witnessed the worst of humanity, but we also witnessed the best of the human spirit. We are so thankful for our first responders law enforcement agencies, and most of all, yes, give them a hand. It was an amazing display of force. Every, it seemed like every law enforcement and first responder in Broward County was at Stoneman Douglas that day. But I also want to acknowledge and recognize our teachers and our administrators. Will all our teachers please stand up? Give our educators a round of applause. Come on, you can do better than that. educators, true American heroes. I want to thank everyone for their the media city response and the courage that they displayed in this horrific moment. We want to also thank everyone across the country for your prayers, your words of support, your acts of kindness, and your donations. There are no words to properly describe the sorrow and the grief that this community is feeling. We've lost some wonderful, promising students and some truly dedicated employees. Now our priority and focus are on the well-being of our students, our staff, and our families. We will continue to provide grief counseling services and supports. 
Our school board members who are here today, as you've seen, have been outstanding along with our staff. They're doing visits and check-ins with victims' families and the injured who are still in hospitals. The Broward Education Foundation has set up a GoFundMe site, Stoneman Douglas Victims Fund. And our Broward Teachers Union has also collaborated to provide support. Parkland is a resilient community, and we will not let 17 bullets keep us down. We will not let 17 bullets to the heart keep us down. We will reopen school next week, Tuesday. Our goal is to get back to some sense of normalcy as soon as possible. We'll have counseling services and supports on staff. We will also see a significant enhancement in the level of security presence at the school. And that law enforcement presence will stay there for the remainder of the year and into the future. We have a moral responsibility to the next generation and future generations that we move this conversation beyond thoughts and prayers and sympathies to real action. Our children deserve nothing less. Out of the ashes of grief and despair, we see sparks of hope and optimism. Our young people at Stoneman Douglas have ignited a national movement for sensible gun laws, better funded mental health programs. better funded mental health programs, and better coordination of services among school districts, law enforcement entities, and mental health agencies. I am so proud and so inspired by our students who are showing this nation the kind of students that we produce here in Broward County Public Schools, highly educated, articulate, passionate, life-ready individuals. <laughs> These are the young people that are going to change the world for the better. <laughs> and let me tell you, our students are ready for this moment. They've been preparing for this moment. Broward County has a great debate program. Many of these students have participated in it. It's the largest debate program in the country. It's the strongest debate program. It's at every high school, every middle school. This year, we introduced it in elementary schools. And it is a transformative experience for kids. I really believe it should be in every school in America because we need to change how we debate and have dialogue in this country. So we're here tonight at this opportunity for our Stoneman Douglas and Broward County family to share the story of our grief and pain, strength and resilience, hope and optimism. 
Let's conduct ourselves with the civility that is necessary for respectful debate. Every great school starts with a great leader. And we are so fortunate to have Principal Ty Thompson at the head of this outstanding high school. Thank you for your leadership. We love you and appreciate all that you do. To our teachers at Selma Douglas, you work so tirelessly. You love the students as your own babies. And some of the dialogue that I've heard recently is about arming teachers. We don't need to put guns in the hands of teachers. You know what we need? We need to arm our teachers with more money in their pocket. This country plays a lot of lip service to the importance of the teaching profession, but we never put our money behind it. Let teacher compensation, benefits, and working conditions be part of this national debate as well. So I say to all our teachers, thank you for what you do every day. We love you, and we're going to do what we can to continue to support you. So there are many Stoneman Douglas Eagles um, that have grown and flown all over the country, and the world for that matter. So let's hear from them. Let's take a couple minutes to hear from some of them. And we'll watch this video. community and I just want all of you to know how proud I am to be part of this community 
I want you to know that you're not alone in your grief. We're all grieving with you. The entire country is grieving with you. We're MSC strong and we're from Dallas. Here to say that New York stands with you. I want you to know that once an eagle, always an eagle. Eagles soar high. Change has to happen, and Douglas is going to be the school that makes it happen. Eagle pride. We want you to know to be positive, be passionate, be proud to be an eagle. On behalf of the entire staff of Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, we want to sincerely thank you for your love and support. The worldwide support and outpouring of love has been overwhelming and truly appreciated. Don't ever forget to be positive, to be passionate, and be proud to be an eagle. From Coral Springs, from Irvine, California, Brooklyn, New York, in East Cobb, Georgia, from Raleigh, North Carolina, from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Boston, Massachusetts, Houston, Texas, Newtown, Connecticut, Western Florida, in the Bay Area, California, located in Orlando, in Tampa, Florida, located in Guilford, England, located in Natchitoches, Louisiana, in Marlboro, Massachusetts, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in Chicago, Illinois, in North Carolina, I live in Hawaii, in New Hampshire, Washington, D.C. We stand with you. I stand with you. And I stand with you. I stand with you. Stay strong, Eagles. We're with you guys. I promise you, I will hug each and every one of you as many times as you need. And I will hold you as long as you need me to for all 3,300 of you and your families. And we will get through this together. Our community is strong. Our students are strong. We will persevere in these trying times. As you can see on the media, my staff and my students are living our motto. Be positive, be passionate, and be proud to be an Eagle. We are MST Strong. Continue to send us your thoughts and prayers, and God bless the Stoneman Douglas Eagle Nation. Thank you, thank you. You guys know how I feel about you, you know? Every single one of you in our community, you are the best. You know, continue, you continue to amaze me through these difficult times, but the amount of support that we've received and you've given to victims' families, each other, and myself is really unprecedented. Thank you to all the communities around the world for your unwavering support of our community. It's my job now, my number one priority is to support my students, staff, and community during this time. And I know a lot of you are asking, how in the heck is Mr. Thompson being so strong during this time? 
I'm doing it for you guys. I need it for you. Okay. But, but I, got a little, I got a little secret here to reveal. All those hugs that I'm talking about, that's my super fuel. Okay? And you give me those hugs of strength continues my work with those hugs. So keep them coming. The hug counter is at about 1,200 right now. And once I get close to 3,000, I'm going to be able to leap small buildings. Okay? Our kids are unbelievable. And I am so proud of their articulation and poise with the media. And the world is very proud of you as well. I've received over 150 emails a day about how great you are. So, you know, thanks for adding to my workload. <clears throat> but, you know, if you stick with our motto, be positive, be passionate, and be proud to be an eagle, the sky will be the limit. Watching the, those of the world that are watching this right now, keep sending your thoughts and prayers and love, because we are MSD strong. A lot of emotion at the CNN Town Hall tonight, even before it officially begins the top of this next hour. Stoneman Douglas High School principal Ty Thompson setting the tone for our CNN Town Hall. As I said, it gets underway in just about 20 minutes from now. Just ahead, we'll talk to Connecticut Senator Chris Murphy, who has been at the forefront of the gun debate since the horrible events in Newtown just over five years ago. We'll be right back. Remember, to create an ad like this one, visit purewinning.com slash CNN. With the nationally televised listening session of the White House today and the CNN Town Hall on gun violence just moments away, there's a big question surrounding all of it. Is now the time when serious congressional debate on guns can actually begin? Connecticut Senator Chris Murphy has been there. He's been there especially since the massacre at Sandy Hook Elementary just a little over five years ago. Here's what he said a week ago when news of the Florida shooting broke. This happens nowhere else other than the United States of America. This epidemic of mass slaughter, this scourge of school shooting after school shooting. It only happens here not because of coincidence, not because of bad luck, but as a consequence of our inaction. Senator Murphy joins us now. Senator, after Newtown, after the horror there, uh, there was a lot of hope that, that some sort of progress might be made. Does this moment feel different for you? I mean, you've been trying to get legislation passed since Newtown. Well, the anti-gun violence movement has been growing by leaps and bounds since uh, Sandy Hook. Uh, the gun lobby, the gun industry had a uh, head start on us of about 20 years when it comes to political organization. But we are catching up. And I think this may be a watershed moment with all of these kids speaking for themselves. Uh, this may compel lawmakers to act. But the fact of the matter is the public has uh, made up their mind long ago on this issue. Ninety seven percent of Americans in the last poll 
want universal background checks. That number's always been above 80 uh, percent. Ultimately, you know, we have to convince members of Congress that if they don't vote with the 97 percent of their constituents that want stronger gun laws, that they're going to pay a price at the polls. And the strength of this movement and the strengths of these students uh, may finally be able to convince those members that they'll pay that political, political price. You know, the White House has said that the president is supportive of a bill you're co-sponsoring with Republican Senator John Cornyn uh, that would help strengthen the federal background check system. Today, though, in his listening session in the White House, the president seemed most supportive of the idea of arming teachers and others inside schools. Is that part of the solution, do you think? Um, you know, that's a, a, an insane idea that will make our schools less safe, not more safe. It's a creation of the gun lobby. Uh, the gun industry for years has called on uh, societies to arm themselves in order to protect themselves, uh, which belies all the evidence that tells us that communities and homes that have more guns uh, are more likely to be subject to gun crimes. Uh, but it has the benefit of, of allowing the gun industry to sell more guns. Uh, my bill with Senator Cornyn is a good bill, but let's be clear what it does. It just compels states to comply with existing law. It actually doesn't subject any additional sales to background checks. That's what Americans want. And so I hope that we'll you know, have a full debate on the Senate floor about the ways in which we can better protect our kids and you know, all citizens of this country. You know, if you look at FBI statistics, so many of the deaths in, in, mass, uh, in school shootings take place in the first couple of minutes, really in the first six minutes or so. Oftentimes, police response time uh, is about six minutes or, or, or even maybe more in some cases. The argument for arming teachers or others in the school is that you then have more guns in the school that can fight, potentially fight back. You say it's just a recipe for disaster. Can you just explain why you think so? Well, it's a, it's a recipe for disaster because um, what happens when you arm teachers is, one, you put a whole, whole mess load of guns uh, close to kids that can be used accidentally. Second, uh, you create crossfire that can get a lot of innocent people killed. Third, you make it hard for police who are responding to figure out who the good guy is and who the bad guy is. And fourth, there's no evidence to suggest that this actually works anecdotally or empirically. I empirically, we know that in homes that have guns, those guns are much more likely to be used to kill you, not to kill an intruder. And anecdotally, we know in places where mass shootings happened and there were lots of guns, take Dallas, where there were people walking around that that square with AR-15 strapped to their backs, um, it didn't uh, help end that carnage. So this, again, is simply um, a talking point from the gun industry. They are trying to make you think that more guns will make your school safer because they are desperate to sell more guns. Republican Senator Jeff Flake is now backing a bill introduced by Democratic Senator Dianne Feinstein that would raise the minimum age to buy an AR-15 type uh, rifle from 18 to 21, year, 21 years old, which is the age to buy a handgun, which would have, in theory, prevented the shooter in Parkland from legally acquiring his rifle. The NRA has already come out against the bill. If history is any guide, does the NRA's opposition guarantee defeat? Well, right now, Congress is owned by the NRA. Uh, the reason that President Trump is supporting the bill that I introduced with Senator Cornyn is because it's endorsed by the NRA. It's the furthest the NRA would go, and thus it's the furthest that the White House and Republicans in Congress will go. Uh, at some point, the NRA will lose their grip. The gun lobby will lose their grip on Congress, but it'll probably have to come after an election. Uh, I fear that right now the NRA has veto authority over legislation in Congress. Maybe I will be proved wrong. Maybe these kids are uh, more powerful than they even know, but that seems to be the reality 
the reality today in Congress. Uh, a few minutes ago, President Trump tweeted this. He said, quote, I will always remember the time I spent today with courageous students, teachers, and families. So much love in the midst of so much pain. We must not let them down. We must keep our children safe. Do you have hope or expectation that this president will spur the Congress to act in any meaningful way? Um, it certainly didn't sound like it today. Uh, again, I'm glad that he's endorsing, you know, the bill that I wrote, but uh, it, it is just an incremental step forward just to try to make the existing background check system work as it's intended to do. Uh, the end of that event today uh, was full of NRA and gun lobby rhetoric, uh, loading our schools up with more weapons, something that teachers don't want and students don't want. Um, uh, there was a day when the president was for uh, the elimination of assault weapons and universal background checks. And maybe uh, when he's thinking about the demands from these kids to fix this problem, he'll remember that. I hope that you also remember that this isn't just about school shootings. Um, even on days when there isn't a school shooting, 90 people in this country die from guns, many of those suicides, but 30 of them are gun homicides. Uh, we owe an obligation to everyone who is a victim of this epidemic, not simply those who are victims of school shootings that get a lot of attention on the news. Well, Senator Chris Murphy, I appreciate your, uh, your time tonight. Thank you. Former First Lady Michelle Obama also tweeted tonight saying, quote, I'm in total awe of the extraordinary students in Florida. Like every movement for progress in our history, gun reform will take unyielding courage and endurance. But Barack Obama and I believe in you. We're proud of you and we're behind you every step of the way. Joining us now is former Obama senior advisor David Axrod. David, we are just minutes away from this town hall beginning. You just heard Senator Murphy. Do you share his feelings on the chances of any meaningful legislation getting passed and signed into law? I mean, he said point blank the NRA owns Congress right now. No, and he's been steeled by hard experience, and the country has as well. I mean, uh, Newtown seemed like such a clear case, and yet uh, even a 90 percent uh, bill, you know, uh, universal background checks, uh, never went anywhere. So there is hard experience uh, to look at here. But on the other hand, we've never seen anything quite like this. These kids are just overwhelming. These kids are so inspiring, so impressive, and they are just asking us to suspend our cynicism, uh, to throw off the political shackles that campaign contributions and threats from the NRA uh, represent. And, and finally uh, live up to our responsibilities. And my, my great hope for them and the country is that, they, is that we're able to do that. It would be a terrible thing if their earnest pleas are responded to with business as usual. And the president has the ability to make a difference here. I agree with Senator Murphy. His rhetoric at the end of that, uh, of that session at the White House today was very discouraging. On the other hand, uh, he, he's watching, te he, we know he watches television. We know he's watching these children. He has a sense of the impact they're having. Uh, he was in a room today with some very moving people. Uh, and perhaps he'll find the courage to take some steps in the right direction. Maybe not all the steps uh, that we need, but more steps than the NRA uh, will allow. And, and, and if he does, he'll provide political cover for others, too, as well. You, you think uh, him coming forward on this would provide political cover, enough political cover to buck, for some people, to I, buck the NRA? I, I, 
Yeah, I, I think that I think that it would. I think it would be a risky move for him with his base. I also think, as a political matter, that he would make some inroads in places where he needs to, like in suburban areas around the country, by doing it. But at the end of the day, one hopes it's not all about the political calculus that there that he was moved somewhat by the people in the room, even if he needed a note card to remind him to tell them that he's listening. It's interesting to me that you feel sort of the voice of these students could possibly be some sort, I don't know if a watershed event is too strong a word, but, but could actually make a difference. Yeah, well, listen, Anderson, I don't want to be Pollyannish about it, but I've been in tears the last few days watching these kids. I want to believe that America can respond to them. The hard-bitten political side of me says it's going to end the way all the others have ended. But I've seen movements in this country before. The civil rights movement is one where the young people really led the way and pricked the conscience of the country. Maybe that will happen here. Mm. David Axrod, appreciate your time. Students from Stoneman Douglas High School today met with Florida lawmakers and with Florida Governor Rick Scott. Many students spoke at the state capitol, including Sophie Whitney. People are talking about how we aren't serious because we're children, but have you heard my friends talk? We're serious. We are here to discuss with our state legislators how we can prevent what happened to us. We are going to make a change. We will not give up. This is the only, the beginning of our history. Please be on the right side of it. Help us. Help us so children don't fear for going to school. Help us so mass shootings aren't inevitable. Help us so our children, our grandchildren, and their children after that don't have to march for their lives. Help us for our 17 fallen brothers and sisters. Help us so no one else dies. Thank you. Sophie Whitney joins me. Sophie, you had a chance to speak with Governor Rick Scott tonight. Can you tell us about that? What, what, did, what did he say to you and your fellow students? What did, what did you say to him? We were actually pleasantly surprised to hear how receptive he was to our ideas. It was more of like an open conversation between us and him. We started it off talking about the policies that we would like to see in an upcoming bill, and he would respond with different ideas to maybe make it make it a little different than our ideas, but he seemed to really hear what we were trying to say. When, when you and I talked last night, you told me that if you were to craft your own bill, it would address mental health, background checks, some kind of waiting period, banning assault rifles. I'm wondering how many of those specific topics came up? Just about everyone except for the banning assault rifles, but that was in a perfect world, and that's a lot to ask for in one session. The, the, the legislature in Florida, their session ends in just a couple of weeks. Were you able to get a sense at all today of how much it's going to take to get something done before then? Well, according to Governor Scott, he said that there will be a bill proposed this Friday, but that wasn't a positive, but I'm hopeful that he, he actually might follow through. Did he say what would be proposed? He's um, a bill that kind of combines all of the things we were talking about, including background checks, a lot of mental health examinations, um, uh, hopefully raising the age to buy a gun, waiting period. I know you've mentioned before that, that actions speak louder than words. Did you leave today's meeting believing that action actually will be taken? Because, I mean, a lot of times people will say things to your face and then there's no actual follow-through. Yeah, well... Um, I won't believe everything he says until we see the bill, but I'm going to be hopeful just to keep morale high, but 
I think that there's a good chance that we're going to get at least some of the stuff that we want out of this bill. I'm wondering also at the protest today, what you saw today, how you felt about how it went, and what you're expecting from the town hall tonight. Well, most of the kids on the trip weren't allowed to actually leave to go outside to see the rally, but there were a lot of people protesting inside, and it was really good to see people joining us and a lot of kids standing with us. And from the town hall tonight, I have a lot of friends speaking there, and I'm really hoping that Senator Rubio is, respo- is as responsive and receptive as um, Governor Scott was tonight. Well, Sophie Whitney, I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, the town hall is now just a few minutes away from starting. I want to check in with our Allison Camerata, who is there. Uh, Allison, first of all, the turnout for this, uh, I mean, I didn't realize what a large event it is going to be. It looks like there are thousands of people there. You also see Senator Marco Rubio on the stage, Senator Bill Nelson, uh, uh, Congressman Deutsch uh, from uh, from the district where where the school is. It's, It's an enormous turnout. It is an enormous turnout, bigger than we expected. There are something like 7,000 people here. That's what security estimated for us. And you could, if you didn't know, Anderson, that something, this unspeakable tragedy had happened, you would think that this was a pep rally for Stoneham Douglas School because there's so much school spirit here. When they asked the kids, the students there to stand up, this arena erupted in support and love for them. When they asked the teachers of the district to stand up, the arena erupted. And when they asked the principal of Stoneham Douglas to come out, um, it brought the house down. People just applauding in sustained claps for a long period of time. There's a lot of love and support in here. We also just watched the sort of 16 to 18 most recognizable faces of the survivors walk out, and now they're on stage right behind me. This is already been a remarkable night. It's going to be a very emotional night. People are already yelling some questions to the lawmakers. They're not waiting for it to start. So it is just going to be an extraordinary conversation. The mood in here is filled with love as well as lots of demands and questions from these students who are still in so much pain. Allison, thanks very much. Time now to hand it over to uh, Jake Tapper. Uh, He's going to be leading the CNN Town Hall, uh, which we're calling Stand Up. As you said, as Allison said, there's some nearly 7,000 people in that auditorium, uh, according to to security, uh, community members, parents, uh, teachers, uh, lawmakers, legislators, uh, and of course, as you saw, students not only from that school but from surrounding schools as well. Marco Rubio is on the stage. The students of Stoneman Douglas stand up. The CNN Town Hall stand up. The students of Stoneman Douglas demand action starts now. Are you ready to learn how to build a better consulting or professional services company? Then download the Liston.io show for the best sales and marketing advice so you can deliver your services to the people who need you the most. On the show, I'll be interviewing the smartest people in the industry to share what they know about building a better consulting business. I'll also give you episodes where I tell you specifically how to sell your services with confidence and how to transform into an influential leader in your industry. Your happy clients probably want to help you. It's too hard for them right now. You're asking them to do too much of the selling that you should be doing. Yeah, it's going to move. It's going to change. It's going to disrupt you at some point in time. Your most loyal clients are your most profitable. Ready to learn how other people are building the consulting company you've always wanted? Download the Liston.io show spelled L-I-S-T-O-N dot I-O wherever you get your podcasts. 
Before you go, we wanted to let you know that we just launched the ability for anyone to advertise on CNN Podcasts. You're just a few clicks away from reaching millions of people in a way that you never have before. Advertise for a business event or kick off an awareness campaign for your brand. Start today at purewinning.com slash CNN. Integrating podcasts into your marketing mix has never been easier. Go to purewinning.com slash CNN to get started.